0: i are going to see many interesting cases uh, today. A common denominator is that Chole is supposed to be a happy time uh, when you're concentrating on the holiday itself. And therefore, we should not be distracted, not with something happy, like uh, a, a wedding, uh, we'll see at the end. And also, uh, which is happy, but you know we uh, want to concentrate on the holiday. And also not something sad. And we'll see example of a burial. Um, but we are starting off continuing uh, with the idea we saw on the previous stuff, which is if uh, someone healthy sees a discoloration of the skin, that may be sada'at, uh, they need not go to the Kohen on the holiday, uh, you know, who, who may tell him that it's sadat and then that will be bad news. Rather, he can delay it till after, and in some cases, even if he has uh, sadat already but is not sure, uh, if what it is, he has something, and it's uh, still awaiting being uh, examined, uh, he can w- uh, delay it till afterwards. Okay, uh, so it, when, in, within that discussion, we mentioned, how do we know that a Kohen can say, just close for today, sorry, not seeing anyone, and he can, you're allowed to delay examination of a Sarat till a more convenient time? And we saw, we quoted Pasuk, Amar yesh Shataro Right, we learn from actually this pasuk here that says "u And so now we want to understand how exactly does this pasuk 14 uh, mean that there are some days that you examine and some days you don't. So we ask, that's our question. My mashma, how does this pasuk mean it? Now, but I said, really, you could have written Biyom without a Vav. So why does it have an extra Vav? To teach me that there are some days that the Kohen will examine, and some days when he say he will not examine. Come back later, and you're okay until then. Uh, the context, by the way, is about someone who has uh, a, a, a this uh, a Sarat all over his body, he has something, something all over his body. If it's everywhere, then actually, ironically, he's Tahor. Uh, but then when he gets some regular, uh, non-discolored fle- f- flesh appearing, that's it. when he has a healthy flesh, uh, some healthy flesh, then he actually becomes Tameh. So that's the uh, original context. So we're taking a little bit out of, out of context um, to say when on a day that the Kohen sees it. Uh, So it could have said beyom, ubiom is, means some days, not all days. That's abaye. Ravah amad, kula kera yiterahu, ubeheraot, And Ravah says not only the the vav is extra, the whole word is extra. Because it could could have just said ubeheraot, why beyom? You don't need the whole word at all. Whenever it will be seen. Uh, so in other words, this is you know the, from the Bav. It's not really clear what that Bav means. So Aravah is uh, prefers to say the whole day. Adding a word a day means on a day in which it is seen. So there are some days that are seen. There are some days when the Kohen will not see anything. All right, that's the derivations. Now we're going to bounce each one off the other. So but yeah, what does he do with the word bayom, right? What is he? How would he answer? He would say, no, I need the word bayom to teach me that a Kohen can examine uh, spots during the day with sunlight when he can see better and not at night when he's going to just have to use a, 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 a lamp uh, or a, a fire, which is not as good. Nadavah agrees with that, so where is he going to derive it from? Since he uses the whole word uh, to teach me the uh, original law that some days yes and some days no. Where has you know that not during the not at night? Another pasuk that says um, uh, that's according to the, what the Kohen's eyes can see. Uh, so that means he has to be able to see it well. And the careful examination that's going to have to be done at the end, during the day, not at night. Okay, So, what do you do? What do you do with that pasuk? This comes to exclude a kohen who can see only out of one eye is not qualified. Uh, you need two eyes. So you have to see, you know, the depth of the color. And the depth of the of the of the skin, and so uh, with one eye will not be able to see as well. And so he says "aineh" here in plural. Okay, doesn't doesn't he also need this pasuk to teach him to teach the same thing? They agree that um, he has to be sighted in with two eyes. you're right. Rava does need this pasuk, so forget this pasuk. Uh, Ravai cannot use it to learn day and and not night. So what other pasuk is available for him to use? When a homeowner sees something that looks like a, uh, a plague in the house, some kind of a mold, he comes to the Kohen and says... Uh, something looks like a saraat in my in my house. He's not an expert and he's not a kohen, so he can't determine it himself. Um, but the point here is that nidali I see it by uh, is seen by me, by, meaning with natural light, but not by the way of artificial light, because otherwise we have to him. He has to see it directly, and directly means with daylight. And that's how we'll learn it. That's how Rava will learn it. Okay. If I only had that Pasuk, I would say, maybe that's true that I need daytime, daylight, only regarding a, a, a building. A home, a wall, because it's not a body, and so for that I would need sunlight to really see the whole the whole uh, room illuminated. But I wouldn't know. I I might think perhaps uh, that uh, of a of a skin disease on the body. Maybe a lamp would be fine. I could just look at it carefully uh, with the lamp, and it would be sufficient. So that's why I need that original pasuk, uh, to say, U bayom, uh, to teach me that day and that night. Uh, whereas Ravah says, no, I can learn the whole thing from this. There's no difference between uh, something that will be a wall or, uh, or, or skin on one's body. And there you go. They all actually all agree on the halakha, uh, just different ways to derive these laws. All right. And that concludes the case of Sarat examination on Chola uh, which we're going to push off till after so that we won't be uh, sad that we have to be in quarantine on the holiday. And now we get to the next one. It says, one is allowed to gather the bones of his father or mother because that is a happy day. Okay, we have to explain. Uh, they uh, The burial practices back then were different than today. Uh, they would generally take a, a, a body and put it in. Uh, Kind of a a cave or catacomb on a shelf. And uh, then the body would decompose. And then the family members would come back a year later, uh, when it was just a skeleton there, they would gather the bones together and put the bones in a smaller uh, jar and then move that jar uh, elsewhere. Uh, perhaps in the same cave or another one where it would be uh, collected and put together nearby the other other relatives. Um, So the person is like literally uh, gathered Unto his nation, or gathered unto his uh, forefathers, um, and so this is a happy day. Um, I mean, I'm sure there's some sadness also to it uh, that your remember, person is remembering their uh, their loved one uh, passing away. But nevertheless, it's a sense of closure. It'd be equivalent today of uh, an unveiling, uh, putting up the the tombstone, which uh, um, also is a sense of a sense of closure a sense of, uh, of, of, of finality, satisfaction that uh, one is able to uh, do this honor for, uh, for, for their parent or for their loved one. And so, therefore, one, if that is, uh, that is the time that it uh, ends up being, one is allowed on Cholam Mo'ed to go and uh, gather the bones. All right, that's would be his opinion. No, it's a time of mourning. You're going to think about Oh, see, now I you know, wasn't thinking about it so much, but now I have to go and see the bones and the skeleton and bring up all kinds of uh, uh, memories. And so it's actually going to be a day of mourning for him. And in fact, on that day, he actually has to practice um, uh, the laws of, uh, of mourning, similar to when the person originally died. So it is not appropriate to do on Chol Ha-Mu'ed. Okay, so very interesting. Look at here. And furthermore, a person should not arouse lamentation. In those days, they would hire uh, professional lamenters, to uh, professional eulogizers, to bring eulog- say eulogies and bring everybody to a state of, uh, of, of crying and mourning. And also to deliver eulogies uh, himself uh, before the um, uh, also, you know, uh, 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 you know there would also be like hiring whalers and things like that, that they did back then. Uh, and they can't, shouldn't do that 30 days before the holiday when everyone's going to go up to the to pilgrimage. Um, the Gemara will explain the reason for that. All right, Urminhu. Now we have a challenge to the Bime'ir. Bime'ir says, if you're allowed to gather bones, it's a happy day. Really? We have a baraita that says, the day on which one reburies uh, uh, or, uh, or gathers the bones of his father or mother, he actually is uh, in a state of mourning, Pract- you know, doesn't wear leather shoes and all, all that during the day, um, but it only lasts one day, unlike when the person uh, uh, dies, that's a seven-day mourning period, this is only a day, and that's it, after sunset, he is no longer in mourning, and so you see, it's a sad time. Uh, Just a note about that, even if the bones are bundled in a sheet, uh, it seems to be saying that uh, even if he does not Re-inter the, reinter the bones totally, um, even if he didn't put them in the jar and put them back in the cave, but rather gathered them into, uh, into a, a cloth. Uh, nevertheless, he still uh, practices the mourning for that day, and then that's it, not the end of the day, although there's, there's uh, multiple explanations for this line. Okay, but in any case, the point of here is that it is a day of mourning, says no nevertheless even though it's true he's practicing the uh, uh the the um uh, the rituals of mourning nevertheless because it is the holiday the the hap joy of the holiday will overpower the sadness that's associated with uh, with interring the with, with gathering the bones and so therefore yes even though he's not wearing shoes and all that it's still permitted on uh, on chol hamoed okay but al not to arouse lamentations to for people to cry uh, uh, within thirty days my lo al what does that mean he gives an example in the West. There's Israel that had a practice of hiring these professional eulogizers. And then they would go around and say, let all those who have a bitter heart uh, come and weep with them. In other words, he, he'd uh, rouse up everybody who had uh, a loss recently, everyone who was mourning about whatever it is. Um, to think about, think about, you know, all the things that you've lost and all the terrible tragedies and all that, and everybody would start crying. So uh, this is not appropriate to do thirty days before the holiday. It's going to ruin our mood. We're trying to get into the mood of the of joy even beforehand. Good. Now thirty days. Why thirty days? About you know a few days, one week, two weeks. What's special about this? We're going to have two opinions, and the first one is a story. One time, there was a man who saved up money so that he could take a trip to Yerushalayim for Pesach or for Sukkot. But then uh, one of these professional eulogizers uh, came to his home and he offered a eulogy for someone who... uh, who passed away uh, some sometime recently, um, and so his wife uh, was very moved by this eulogy, and she went and took all the savings and gave it to him to pay for it. And since now he had no money to pay for his trip, he didn't make he didn't he didn't go to Jerusalem for the holiday. And then when that happened, the rabbis got together and they made a decree: a person should not hire anyone to uh, uh, to um, uh, bring people to cry or to, or to make a, a, a eulogy 30 days before okay so this would be a very practical reason thats just a, a matter of uh, um, a matter of paying for it And now we have a second reason. This is more of a psychological reason that a person, the 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 the, uh, dead, will not be forgotten. Even let's say they died before, but now you have a memorial service. You know, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, days. Before the holiday, now you still it gets you back in the mode of mourning and sadness, and that's going to stick with you for 30 days. And so therefore, if you do before 30 days, well, you have to find uh, some time to do it. But then 30 days, that's it. Now start getting into a good mood to get ready for the holiday. Okay, so both seem uh, seem like good reasons. What well, might my, my benai, who will be a practical difference between the two? If there is a eulogizer, who, who does it for free? Uh, then uh, we wouldn't have to worry about the story that we mentioned before, right? He's not going to spend money on that, and that way he'll be able to save up and spend money on making uh, an Aliyah trip. Um, uh, But the second one of that he's going to be in a sad mood will apply nevertheless. Okay, and... um, you know, in halakha, there's a lot of discussion about this, about if, uh, you know, if a person da, uh, passes away within two months uh, before the holiday, then yes, they can uh, uh, make, a, uh, make speeches, memorial service, eulogies uh, within and, But the, the prohibition applies when a person dies before before that. And so then uh, there's no, you know, you, you should uh, schedule um, the eulogies to be before 30 days and not impinge on the joy of the holiday. Okay, more about burial practices. One may not dig crypts um, or graves on the holiday. So here's an example of a crypt. This would be like underground. And so there would be these different uh, holes, these crypts here that each would hold a body. Uh, and here one, like uh, that would be in, in, in the uh, sarcophagus and other things that are kebarot. And um, that would be different. Um, I was going to explain that's actually above ground, like a mausoleum. Um, so you can't do that. You can't uh, dig these on on cholam oed. T- it requires a lot of exertion. And so uh, not, not appropriate. But what you can do is adjust it. Uh, I'll explain, adjust it for size. If it's too short, you can uh, dig it out to make it bigger. Also, you can make a pond what is this pond for? Uh, the common explanation is it's a laundry pond. Uh, even though you can't uh, do laundry on Cholom in most cases, in some cases you can, so you may need to do that. Uh, so that would also require digging, that's what it has in common here. Others say it's actually a pond for uh, cleaning for, for purifying cleaning the, the bodies uh, that uh, the body that died so that would according to that it would fit into the, the, the same theme as the rest of the this Mishnah. anyway it requires digging but on Imhammed becha said also to uh, build a coffin um, uh, in uh, this is what you can do right so you can't uh, you cannot do these big build, uh, digging projects uh, make a new one but you can fix up one that's already there, you can make a little pond. That's a small, small amount of digging. And you can make a coffin as long as the, uh, the uh, dead body is there in the courtyard with you. Because then anyone passing by says, oh, oh, look, he has to bury someone. That's why he's building. That's why we hear this hammer is going. If there's nobody there, then it's like, you know, what is this guy doing? Why is he making uh, making shelves? Uh, you know, on Cholomoyed, he shouldn't be doing that extra work. The Biuda says, no, you're not allowed to build a coffin, even if the body is there with you, unless you already have boards uh, prepared, you already have some plywood. Um, But if you have to go and actually go and cut the plywood, prepare the plywood, then that is way too much work. So, um, so he's a little bit more stringent and requires that to have the materials ready as well. Okay, Gimnaz is going to explain and What are these? What does these refer to? I'm Crypt is when you're digging down. A kebet is a mausoleum, a building that's constructed above ground. that says the very same thing. What you can do is adjust uh, crypts that are already there, and you, you can do that on Cholamad because that's less work. Uh, if it's uh, too if it's uh, too long uh, than needed, then you can shorten it. You fill in with uh, some, some dirt or some. Uh, rocks to make it nice and snug and cozy. Uh, it's going to be there for a while. Or Brita th- explains that he lengthens it or, wi- or, or widens it. If the person is very tall or, uh, 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 or very wide then he would need more room and so you can dig that out. You make this pool, another word for pool, that talks about two things, if it's the same thing, why would you say a pool and a pool? Oh, it means different size pools, a big one and a small one, both of these would be permitted either for laundering or for uh, washing the body or the shrouds. And you can build a coffin as long as the body is there with uh, with you in the courtyard. tanura banan. Oh, we actually have another that says the same thing as what we just learned in the Mishnah. we can do anything that is needed for the sake of the corpse. so uh, To if the hair is very long, you can make a make it too disheveled. You can give it a haircut. Uh, you can wash the uh, the burial shrouds, and you can make a coffin out of uh, boards that had already been cut and prepared before Yom Tov. is more lenient, and he says you can even bring uh, 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 trees, um, and you can Cut them into boards as long as you do it uh, discreetly in your home. And since it's chol uh, so we don't want to do things, work in a regular way. So do it in a in a in a in a quiet way, so that it won't uh, ruin the um, the 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 happy the happiness of the holiday. All right, and next, Mishnah, uh, very often there are parallel laws between uh, funerals and weddings. Um, so, and here, this is a yet another example of it. Um, uh, one is not allowed to marry women on, on on a holiday. Not on Yom Tov, not on and gives three cases in ascending order, not a, someone who will be a first marriage, that's the happiest, and not of a widow where it's uh, also happy but a little bit less. And that, boom, if someone dies without children and the brother marries the, uh, marries the, 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 the wife, um, the, the widow, uh, so that is like uh, even you know less happy. They weren't they weren't even planning on doing this, and so they you know they're performing a performing a mitzvah. So it's a little bit happy, but nevertheless, even though it's only only uh, a little bit happy, nevertheless, it's not allowed because it's the holiday. What, one thing you are allowed to do is if a couple got divorced and then sometime later they say you know what that was a mistake. We should not have, assuming that he's not a kohen. Then they can get remarried because they're just going back into the marriage that they were in before. So yeah, it's, it is happy, but not. It's a much less, a smaller, much smaller wedding uh, for, in that case. A woman can uh, uh, prepare. Her, her makeup and uh, and jewelry on the holiday—that's fine. It'd be on Yes, yeah. she can do everything except put the, a lime mask on her skin because while she's wearing the lime mask, she looks, uh, she looks uh, like a clown. Um, and so that is a disgrace. So that she should not do um, because it's not, it's it maybe, maybe she looks better after, but during that time, she doesn't look good. So that's not good for the, uh, that, that's going to cause distress on the holiday. If someone needs to just sew something up, uh, so if it's a, if he's a, a regular person, not a tailor, so he can sew something up, a button fell off or a little, you need some uh, stitches. But if he's a professional tailor, then he cannot because then he's doing his work and you can't do work. He can only put a temporary type of stitch and then go back and fix it later. Uh, You can weave together a bed. Uh, In those days, the beds weren't weren't resting on bed springs, but rather was attached to a frame uh, by weaving. And so that is uh, that one can do. And the B.O. says, no, don't uh, put it in in, in place in the first instance, but rather you can tighten it if it's already there okay and all these are different types of work uh, appropriate or not appropriate it's okay now question about weddings so what if it's happy it's supposed to be a happy it's a holiday anyway so why not i have a wedding on the holiday is a famous statement because we cannot mix together one joy with another um, or similarly, uh, the same idea, in, in other words, person is going to forget about the rejoicing of the holiday, right? He says, What, what is this? So, Sukkot, why? You're know, like, not going to be concentrating on the reason why you're celebrating Sukkot or Pesach, you're only going to be concentrating on the wedding. And so, therefore, it's uh, it's uh, very hard to uh, 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 to uh, celebrate two different things at once, right? It's like uh, you know someone comes to a wedding and then they announce that they're they they're, they're getting engaged at the wedding. You're taking away the thunder from the bride, right? Let let uh, each each thing should be celebrated separately. Um, So Abaya tells Rav Yosef that this uh, reason that we read um, is actually, uh, was originally said by Rav, right? This uh, statement here, because he's leaving, he's going to forget about the holiday and only do the wedding. uh, Well, it came from Rav, who said, okay he derived it from pasuk and says you should be happy for in for the holiday yeah you should be happy for the holiday and not for your wife right and uh and if you are making a wedding then you're just going to be thinking about the joy of uh, marrying your wife and not 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 about the holiday uh, it's because of the, uh, the tremendous amount of work, making a wedding, right? Uh, ask anyone how much work it is. And so you're not going to enjoy the holiday because you're thinking about the flowers and the, and the DJ and all that. May erbi yitzchak pacha amar bitul b'yarbi says another reason altogether, which is that if we allow people to make weddings on the holiday, then everybody's going to wait to get married on the holiday because... Then it's easier since we're making we're all getting together anyway, we're having a big meal together. So I don't have to, don't have to bother paying also for a wedding, because we're already already making a big get-together and a big festive meal. And then people would not get married during the year. They would push off their weddings to be on, on the chagim. And then if they push off their weddings for those weeks and months then they will not be performing and not having children all those time by delaying these weddings. And that's why we don't like to delay weddings and actually don't allow it on the Chag just so that people will get married all year round. Interesting reason. Now a challenge. According, it's a challenge to all of the different opinions here before we just said um, um, But nevertheless, you are allowed to marry on that the the eve. In other words, right before, uh, right the, the 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 day before, the afternoon before the chag starts you can do a wedding then. In fact, it was somewhat common to have make weddings on Friday afternoons, uh, right? Or, or uh, Erev Chag. And that way uh, you finish the ceremony and then you'd go into the celebration uh, and the celebration would also be the Shabbat or Chag meal. And so Kashi is a challenge to all of them because now you're actually making the celebration uh, uh, overlap with the holiday, even though, yeah, even though the ceremony was uh, technically before. So, Lakashia, we're going to answer the question for everybody. According to the first uh, two, three opinions, I said, because of the happiness, really, the the primary essence of joy is the first day. It's at the wedding, a ceremony itself people are really happy, okay, and then they'll go into the night and, you know, celebrate that big, big meal, but then the rest of it is Sheva Barachot. Sheva Barachot are happy, but they're not as joyous as the wedding itself, and therefore, since it only impinges on the first day, that's okay, uh, as long as it's not impinging on the rest of the days. Whereas if you're allowed every day, then every night there's going to be a wedding, It's going to be just just wedding season, and you're going to forget that it's even Pesach or Shavuot or Sukkot according to the opinion that says because you're uh, working too much uh, to prepare for the wedding and can't concentrate on the holiday that also you have to do a lot of work to prepare for the wedding itself right? for the Sheva after that doesn't take so much organization right? that's like much more relaxed and compared so therefore um, uh, the, all the work to prepare for the wedding Uh, you'll do before the holiday. And then for the Sheva Barachot, not so much work, and you can enjoy the holiday too. And according to the one that said, people will not make weddings all year round because the way to do it on the holiday, oh, if there's only one day available, that's only a very small window of opportunity. How many weddings can you... you, uh, Schedule on the same day, right? The person already booked that hole, then this hall. And so a person's not going to say, oh, I'll just wait till that one day in six months. Um, you know, what if uh, what if something goes wrong that one day? And then, then, then what? Um, so if you allow the whole holiday to have weddings every night, then everybody will just do it then. If it's only one day, uh, then uh, people are going to say, no, I'm not going to wait till then. I'll make the wedding uh, whenever is appropriate. And that way, people will not delay in uh, in uh, the mitzvah of ve v'ribya. So really interesting how Cholam uh, on the one hand, we don't want, want people to be depressed and sad, and, but we also don't want people to be too happy for other reasons, as good as those reasons are, um, but rather the they should be celebrated uh, uh, in and of itself. Baruch Amen v'amen.